right, so I just start these conversations like I start any podcast is just without even telling you that I've hit record. So I'm going to be nice and tell you I've hit record this time just so you're, you're all set up for it. Cool. Um, all right, we have a very special guest with us today, Renee Garner. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> Renee Garner, owner of RGF Transformations and Flow Like a Pro. Did I get that correct? Yep. Yes, you got that correct. Oh, good. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Um, also at WBFF Pro? IFBB. IFBB. Pro. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm so bad with the <laughs> different so federations. I've never competed myself. So I'm just, yeah. Interested I'm just, in competing? Um, I've been asked that yeah. quite a lot of times. Um, right now, probably not. I just, I love competition, but also I know it's a competition. And I think you commented on that post I made about competing as well, where it was just like, I want to treat it as like a competition and as something that I'm fully and a hundred percent dedicated yeah, yeah. to. Whereas yeah, like my training in the last couple of years has taken a bit of a backseat. I used to train like way more like higher intensity than I do at the moment because at the moment like business is more of a priority Yeah, yeah. for me. And like the mindset that you have to have to do what you guys do is literally mind blowing. So yes, it's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. A lot of sacrifice. Um, and I love food too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still eat a lot. You can still eat, eat a lot. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of mindset, a lot of sacrifice with your piece is what the biggest sacrifice I've found. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that because no one's ever said that before. No one talks about that. No. Yeah. Um, I suppose I suppose when we were athletes and we go into competing, we haven't got the mindset of, I'm going to go in and be peaceful and happy and fulfilled in my life. Mm-hmm. We go into uh, maybe... Uh, sweep other things under the rug that we need to deal with. We may be going there because we're insecure. We might enter that industry for that reason, you know what I mean? Un- yeah. un- unrealizing, of course, until later on in life when you've had that kind of wisdom. But at the time, you're usually, not always, not always, there are exceptions to the rule, but not, usually we're going there for a reason because we're not fulfilled in a certain area of our life or we are, you know, not motivated or lacking structure and it gives you all those amazing cool things like... The structure it gives you is so fucking incredible. You can't deny that. Yeah. From a female perspective, that deep structure, rules, regiment, routine is quite rigid for a soul like me who craves to be feminine. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. yeah. When you look at, it, at that aspect of masculine feminine kind of thing, it kind of isn't – it doesn't, like, align so much. You know what I mean? So, for me, it's, like, yeah. sacrifice. I was quite – you know, I don't want to say masculine going into it, but in terms of my energy and I suppose mm-hmm. drive, focus, motivation, hustle, 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 yep. you know, independent woman, that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what happens is you sacrifice that soft, flowing, kind of free side to you yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So for me, it's a matter of like sacrificing a lot of that part of you that makes you quite fulfilled as a woman, you know yeah. what I mean? It's fucking weird to think about because no one talks about it, right? Do you know what? I just got goosebumps because I feel like that's where I am right now. Yeah. I feel like uh, my relationship that I've just come out of, like it was over a year ago now, mm. but after that, I was in that very masculine role because yeah. I didn't trust the person I was with and I... I had to take care of myself and I was hyper independent as I came <laughs> out of it. And I was like, I don't need anyone. I'm going to do everything myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not interested yeah. in any of that. And, um, my training, my eating was very, very regimented and yeah. I did get quite lean at that point in time. Yeah. And then I did, you know, sacrifice other parts of my health to yeah. get that lean at 
that time as well yeah. and I feel like most of my life like life up until then was quite that way and it's really only in the last year since moving to Perth that I feel like I've brought more of that feminine um, consciously into my life um, where I'm you know, a little bit more relaxed with my nutrition. Like I, I don't track, I'll just eat intuitively. I'll go out dancing like we're going to go yeah. <laughs> after this. Um, and, you know, as well, that has also led me, I think, to attract a partner now that is quite uh, open to loving me and leading um, from a place of love and not from a place of fear if that kind of yeah, makes sense yeah so oh my god that just totally it's flipped that that what a way to start a podcast <laughs> that's what a conversation with me is like it's just like let's talk about this fuck this let's yeah talk about some deep shit yeah I'm, I'm quite deep like that but um it's true like you know when you leave a relationship that's quite toxic as well you naturally go into into this defensive masculine role mm -hmm. which is so necessary so it's not a matter of like you know, women shouldn't go there and do that and be that. Like, mm. you know, hyper-independent and I don't need a man, I need anyone. I'm mm. just like, you know, structured and rules and motivated and, mm. and business and business and yeah. make money and make success yeah. and all this kind of st stuff, right? Yeah. Um, usually as a defense mechanism to feel in control and not, we're not allowing, we don't want to allow because we need to protect our shit. Yeah. And that's kind percent. of what happens. So you leave a relationship like that, which I did as well, mm. and you're quite defensive yeah. Not, you could be defensive to men when they approach you yeah. or you could be defensive as a whole. Yeah. Just a kind of guarded with your swords up kind of situation. Yeah. And it's not until you realise, for me, it was dance, that the Kazomba dance like I was talking mm. before, which really opened me up to the feeling of what it's like to follow yeah. and to be guided yeah. and to trust, having left a relationship where I could not trust at all. So, and that again, same thing led me to meet my partner now who is completely the person I need to be with and completely yeah. loving and trustworthy. And yeah. I feel like I can be completely open and I can trust his lead. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. thousand percent. And that's, that's so beautiful to feel that, feel that feminine, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. to, to start to feel that feminine flow prior to meeting that partner means you're more likely to find that kind of partner. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can totally relate. Like you speak to Carl, like he'll tell you my <laughs> defensiveness at the start of our relationship. Like if anything <laughs> happened, I was just like... <laughs> Which is warranted. Yeah. Know? And the thing is like it takes such a strong fucking man to see that for what it is mm. and go, I love her anyway. I'm going to I'm gonna push through it for he her. He did this. Instead of yeah. be like, what the fuck's wrong with this crazy bitch? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. everyone's just like, everyone's just walking around hurt, hurting each other. And yeah. no one's doing the healing. So, oh. you know what I mean? And you have to protect yourself before you heal yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've so if you can find that kind of man that's able to sit with you and go, she's all kinds of crazy <laughs> but I'm gonna stick with her anyway mm. that's fucking great because my yeah. partner did this exact same thing yeah we first got together and um I was so like I was actually very flowy and feminine prior mm. but so I thought to myself <laughs> I was like single for like a year and a half and um didn't want anyone to come near me and I wasn't interested I was just like no nah, fuck yeah. off yeah um and then I just started to feel that feminine stuff, that feminine side on my own completely. Mm. And I thought to myself, I am healed. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I've healed myself. And mm. I, that whole thing of like, I healed myself. I'm healed. No mm. one's ever fucking healed. Mm -hmm. You're healing forever mm. until you die. Mm -hmm. I feel You're that. You're always healing shit. So yeah. I stupidly, ignorantly 
thought I was that strong and powerful that I could just heal myself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you're not. Like, you healed a part of you. You know yeah. what I mean? And then when you meet that part person that challenges you, you're just like, oh, my God, I've got so much shit and baggage that I didn't realize I had until I had the other person's energy in my space challenging me. Yeah. Well, they reflect that back <laughs> on you, hey? Yeah. Like, they reflect your shit back onto you. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, how am I going to respond or choose to respond in this situation <laughs> yeah. where in a similar situation I would have responded differently? Yeah. And they yeah. would have that same issue as well. You know, yep. If they're in a similar situation and it's like, how do you respond to them? You mm. know, can they trust you? Maybe they've been hurt too. And everyone's just walking around hurt. Yeah. It's, it's like, so are you willing true. to sit with someone and hold that space for that person and allow them to just be themselves and love them in all of the mess that they are anyway? Wow. And hope that you can both grow together and not have to deal with as much mess as the years go by. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I said to my partner the other day, uh, <laughs> we were talking about something and just get working through something again, which we always do. We always talk about stuff. You know mm. what I mean? And I said, you know what, babe, in 10 years, we're going to have this recipe down pat so fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> just by the, just communicating back and forth about Literally, stuff. like communication yeah. is so, so important. Whether it is like verbal, like uh, physical, you know, we were talking about dancing before, like mm-hmm. leading, like Carl is the first partner I've ever danced in the kitchen with. Like he was Aww, the one to initiate cute. that as well. Like yeah. I was dancing here by myself, like, yeah. which is not something I would, normally do and yeah and then it was like dancing in the kitchen I was like wow like guys do this what the fuck is this yeah, yeah. and then they either pull some shit out of the bag and you're just like guys do this yeah it's so cool and the same thing goes with you like you just pull some shit out and his with his experiences in the past it's like women are actually like this this is mm. cool well, and you yeah. start to like reinstall faith in one another yeah and realize we're fucking meant to be together yeah and realize that we're meant to be helping each other not against each other yeah you know what I mean and speaking of healing as well like yeah you you can have done all the healing for yourself but being in that partnership there's always going to be those things that trigger something and then you know choosing a way to work through that in a nice healing way is yeah is really really important yeah it's uh, it's that real life experience challenging your energy against someone else's and how can you work through that? You can do all the shamanic rituals you fucking want in the world and have as many crystals as you want. Mm. That ain't going to do shit. It's like, what do you do in real life? What do you do in real time right now that's going to actually affect that? Mm. You know, are you able to go within without anything, without any kind of sorcery, without any yeah. kind of help or aid? Are you able to just sit and reflect and go within and figure it out. And when all the shit's going down, can you remain steady or can you at least have the awareness that, okay, I'm not steady right now. I'm like overly (laughs) activated. I need to remove myself from this situation. activated. I am batshit crazy. For a little bit and then come back and deal (laughs) with this when I'm in more of a calm state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So we just went from... um, Speaking about competing to <laughs> relationships real quick. I love the segue That's there. That's the thing. I just feel like anything – I just feel like everything comes down to energy and like how you can manipulate it – not manipulate it, but use it for its good and see that it can be used for bad also. I just feel like everything comes down to masculine feminine energy yeah. in whatever ratios, in whatever scenario you want to be in. I think things come down to that a lot. Yeah. We, 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 you know, my partner and I, we just we both coach together and we discovered even with our clients, like, you know, how he navigates his – way through female clients is by understanding Mm. feminine energy what they need from him as a man Mm. and it's not even his his 
partner, you know what I mean? But it's just yeah. what do people need in that moment? Yeah, that is really, really important because yeah. you can be the best coach and you can know all the things, but it's the way you relate to people yes. that is so important. And for yes. so long, it's just been thought that, okay, like we'll just treat men and women the same. Mm. right like we'll give them the same training and the same nutrition plan and that ain't always work right it's yeah. it's not just like you can't just give someone the training the nutrition and expect them to do it it's also like how can you coach them and guide them to to a behavior change but also ultimately to like from an identity change because behavior might change but it could only be short term yeah. whereas it's that identity associated with that behavior yeah that is really going to long-term be sustainable as well. Absolutely, and I think that's where a really good coach can actually identify how you can handle the person, mm. people, people persons. Mm. You don't have to be like... Because this study said this, and this is how oh, you do fuck this. Your <laughs> <laughs> fuck your studies. Fuck your studies right off, I swear to God. Not everything has its place, right? Right. It's really important, yeah. but it's one of those things of like, intellect does, you know can go too far sometimes as well and now you're a fucking robot and now you don't know how to deal with people and manage Human beings them. with a nervous system yeah and then you can like give someone the most perfect plan on paper if they can't be compliant and deal with it not because they're just lazy shits but maybe yeah. because they got shit going on in their lives now are you the kind of coach that can actually help them through that and be there for them yeah and then if you are there for them like my partner is with his clients all the time are they in receptive mode to be able to be a good client for him and follow his lead maybe they've had traumas with men in the past they can't trust men mm. including my partner no, ma no matter how good he is to them so everyone's just got shit going on man that is super Fuck. super interesting yeah so tell me a little bit more about like going back to like the first thing you said you're like you've you've got to sacrifice your peace mm, is that yeah. what you had to do when you first started competing i had no peace to sacrifice oh i got that shit now <laughs> i've Tell got that us. i got that shit now i believe that most and again people gonna hate me for generalizing but it's just this is context to everything right so take it as it is but um i think most i think a lot of people don't have peace going into competing and then the first year, maybe because it's like a self-challenge, just like me, mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge myself to see how good I can get and, and how can I stick to something, which is great because you need to be able to know, do you have motivation? Are you, can you stick to something? Can you be compliant? Can you do all these real life rigid things that are really important in the real world, right? Mm. And then after a little taste of um, someone says, you're really good, you've got a lot of potential, you could go far. And then your ego gets stroked and you're like, oh, that feels good. Yeah. And then people keep on telling you, like, you're good and you can do this. So you're like, all right, next year I'm going to do it or whatever. And you do well. And it's just like a constant slow increase of ego and, and inflation. And I don't care what people say, your ego gets inflated, whether you show it in an egotistical way or whether you t absorb it into self-importance and shit like that. But you don't, no one wants to admit that, right? Everyone should. Mm. It'll make life much easier for people. Mm. But um, that's the kind of thing you you get into it for those reasons, right? And then it inflates, and that's why people get depressed after comp, post comp blues because people aren't asking them, "Hey, how many weeks do you show anymore?" They don't care because it's done. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not as important anymore. Right. There's so many things. Yeah, I I don't know about the like the behind the scenes, the background stuff. I see it also from a psychological point of view, not just yeah. a matter of like. I just look at things from that kind of point of view of just like. It's less about comps done, 
you know, I've put weight on. Like it is a part of it. But yeah. even that's psychological, right? I've put weight on, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. I feel fatter than I was last week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It might, could create a body dysmorphia situation that w- maybe already was there underlying. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think, I think inflating the ego, infla- inflating the self-importance over time is a big thing that no one really thinks about. Yeah. I definitely did. You know what I mean? So I didn't have peace going into it. Okay. Um, I was in a place where... I was in a place where I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I was in a place where I valued intellect over anything else. I got way too smart too quickly for my own good and it made me crazy. Not crazy, but it made me depressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, I'm very aware of other people doing that now and I suppose being there for them if I see that in terms yeah. of clients and stuff. It got to a, such a point where I valued intellect and stuff as my identity over who yeah. I am as a person. I had no yeah. clue. I would obviously, when it comes to like learning stuff intellectually, right, you're literally absorbing other people's thoughts. Yeah. Not your yeah. own. You haven't learned it on your own. Yeah. You haven't gone out in the real world and figured out shit for yourself. You've just absorbed someone else's thoughts and made it factual. That is, yeah, I, I can totally, because I've seen like being in more of like the education space in the industry. Yeah. Like I've been around and I've seen how ego can cause people to educate in a way that makes other people feel less and feel yes. dumb. Yes. And so that's why like I really mm. value just keeping it simple. Yes. Like that's one thing that I hope that I can provide is that, you know, to keep it simple for people to understand yep. um, and not do it as an ego driven thing. Like, look how much I know. I can say all these <laughs> fancy words. And it's like, very easy to happen in this industry. Yeah. It's very easy. And it's definitely a case of the less you, the less you know, the more you think you know. It's one of those cases. Yeah. You know, the new, newer you are, and to the an more industry. you know, the more you know you don't know. Yeah. If you have the wisdom to figure that out. Yeah. You know what I mean, some people don't. Some people get stuck in a bubble where they may have been doing it for like ten years, and that's a long time, right? Mm. But they've been stuck in a bubble where everyone says, "You're great. You know everything. You're amazing," and no one's challenged them and thought maybe you don't know something. Yeah. Or maybe. You could do this differently because there's multiple ways to do something. And then if they do get challenged, like... You're a fucking asshole yeah. or you're wrong yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah. absolutely. It's... The industry is strange. Yeah. It's I crazy. could talk forever yeah. about the industry. 100%. And the craziness and it's... And then it becomes a personal attack as well on some people. Yeah. Like, I see some, like, educators and people out there just attacking people personally, saying they're dumb C mm-hmm. words and stuff like that. There's but so much context that's not that's missing from so many scenarios. Yeah. So much It's context. like, why attack a person personally just because you disagree with, like, a certain opinion or, or yeah. a certain – even, like, training style or whatever it training kind of is. Training style is so open to interpretation. It is so yeah. – like so much of my stuff is intuitive. Like basically all of my stuff is intuitive. Yeah. yeah. Literally. And like for Gen Pop as well, like you want to make it so they enjoy it. Yeah. Like th- like this is a hobby for them. It's not their life like it is for us. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, 100%. And like it's like at that point, it's like you just start thinking for yourself as well. So for us, it's like we teach our clients, you know, framework. I suppose we call it framework. Yeah. The same way I teach posing, this is framework. It's not... Do this, this, and this perfectly yeah. and don't stray from that. Otherwise, you're fucked. Yeah. It's like this is the framework. Yeah. We have a very in-depth framework when it comes to training. Yeah. And I have a very in-depth framework when it comes to posing. Yeah. But it definitely starts with the framework and it, it evolves that place of 
how do you feel? Yeah. A now, how about you make this your own now? In terms of posing, I don't teach people a routine and tell them what to do. I teach them a framework of a routine, mm. a base of a routine. Then I say, all right, let's work together to develop you making this your own now. Mm. How does it make you feel? How does this music make you feel? When, it, when you feel like this, what words is it? Fluffy, light, airy, mm. feminine. Great. Use those words. Interpret that into the music and just see what fucking happens. Yeah. And if you mess up, that's good. I love that so much because that can be yeah that can cross over into anything like Mm -hmm. you know uh when we talk about like females and the menstrual cycle and training and things like that it's like there is no one program to suit everyone Mm. and it really depends on and you know that one program as well might not suit that client week to week you know if you've got like a progressive uh four week six week program whatever it is it might not be uh, suited to them each week depending off how they feel yeah because yeah. you're working with people and then of course there's some people or a lot of people who just want to be told what to do mm. and at the end of the day it's just like sure maybe that's the where they're at maybe that that masculine energy like we we're talking about before where they just need to be told what to do mm. there comes a point where it's like what do you feel you should do how does that feel for you mm. just if you did it this way would you feel it a bit more and they don't even know. They can't even they tune in. They don't realize that they can figure shit out themselves as well. Yeah. And I think that part of coaching is so lost. It's very, I'm authority. I mm. know what to do. I'm better than you. I know more than you. Yeah. And teaching you how to do it that way. It's kind of like a parent's teaching us how to do things their way instead of saying, you know, here, what child, you think grow up right? in the world and figure it out yourself. Yeah. Make choices for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of think of that in terms of coaching, whether it's when we do, when I do glute training or just like when we do coaching for like body transformation or, or posing, it's all very much based around that. Some people will need more strict stuff because they can't be compliant. You know what I mean? And some people need to be told what to do like a lot. But for the most part, we're very much like work together to help you realize that you have so much infinite intelligence within you that you haven't tapped into being reading a book doesn't make you smart doesn't make you intelligent yeah i got goosebumps again for the second time because like as well um you know with with your clients and things like that you want to be able to empower them Mm. you want to be able to give them and show them that they have it within them yeah so it's like you're like this guide guiding them you're not that authority figure like telling mm. them what to do yeah and in some in some ways that depending on the kind of person like I've had clients in some ways feel like that comes off a bit blase a bit a bit too broad mm-hmm. but it's really just the creation process I'm a creator at the end of the day no matter what I create I feel like I'm an artistic creative person yeah. no matter what I do it in you know what I mean yeah so you know some people will go particularly my posing process you know it's not just here's a routine now practice that all right, now practice that for 30 minutes a day and you will have the result, but you won't. Mm. doesn't mean you've injected heart into it. doesn't mean you've, you've actually absorbed and become that movement and now you can feel it and, and display it in a way that mean, is relatable or convincing. Yeah. You know what I mean, on stage. So sometimes I'm a bit too broad and I have sometimes clients are like, I need to t- be told what to do and I'm just like, I understand that and I have told you what to do, yeah. but I'm also giving you freedom to think for yourself. Yeah. And they're just like, what does that mean? I know. My coach tells me this, blah, 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 do this, do this, do this, and you're being a bit more free and I'm just like, it's, it's like for me, it's a matter of like shuffling my ratios of 
this person just won't respond like that. They just mm. need to be told what to do. It is what it is. Yeah. They won't get the result as much as someone who's willing to feel. Yeah. It's a is. bit more open. Yeah. 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 So guide us through how you found your piece. Uh, like, mm, I don't want to say after competing because do you have plans to compete again? I do have plans to compete, but I'd like to compete. Compete? I'd like to compete. Oh, you'd like to compete? I'd like to compete. <laughs> I'd like to compete internationally. Um, yeah. That's the goal. But I was planning to, so I was planning on doing, <laughs> I had everything planned out before COVID hit. So, uh, yeah, I had just been in the US and I'd just been traveling over there and doing all this fun stuff and mingling with people in the industry. It was fucking great. Creating connections. It was amazing. Came back to do the Arnold's with posing clients and that was the year that COVID hit and everything was all kinds of fucked up with the comp. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was planning to go to the US for six months in Australia for six months and just do that inter- interchangeably for as long as I fucking wanted to. Yeah. COVID hit, mm-hmm. got back home. It was, you know. Life never works out the way you plan. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And that's fine. That's cool. But it has it's other fun. plans of its, its own. Yeah. Um, what's the saying? When, when nothing's certain, everything's possible. Oh. I like that saying. Yeah, I don't know if I can say that. But There's only what? one thing that's certain and that's uncertainty. Is that another one? Something like that. I'm just, we're just making way, up quotes now. We're just making shit up. <laughs> Don't quote us, guys. We're just making this up. Change 10% of it and then it's now ours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had all those kind of plans to go away and compete and just do back-to-back shows and all that kind of stuff. And the universe had a different plan for me because I'd just been going through this healing process of myself and finding myself and knowing little tastes of what I do, what I want and little tastes of what I don't want. And I, that's the kind of way I explain life to clients and to people is like, Life is a antipasto platter. It's like a fucking huge board of food and you go here and you taste that and you're like, fuck, that tastes like shit. I don't want that ever again. Mm. That one tastes good. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. I want that again. Sometimes you're like, I'm not sure about this. Mm, Put it back down. Go again. Mm, No, I'm not sure. You might taste it a few times, a few too many times before you realise, hang on, I don't fucking like it. But I think life's just like a tasting plate like that. You need to taste all these different shit and just see it as that. Don't see it it as good or bad. And don't see bad choices as bad choices. Just take them as decisions that you made and you realised that I don't like that. Yeah. They make me feel good or whatever. So, yeah, the universe had different plans for me so I ended up just staying here and and um growing my glute stuff here a lot more which was really nice um and then yeah obviously we've been stuck in WA so we couldn't go anywhere no comps or anything I didn't want to commit to the recent shows going because well I think that's the smartest decision yeah I see people prepping back to back and massive hats off off to people who consistently prep through that shit yeah um so much respect for going hard like that yeah me I just kind of knew that if that if something wasn't guaranteed in terms of a comp my piece is my priority and that sacrifice is worth it if there's something guaranteed at the end wow you know what I mean so yeah. if I plan if I plan a comp and I'm definitely making it there then yeah I'll, I'll compete again that is the goal but yeah it's not the ultimate goal for me anymore Mostly because I just want to pose on stage. I fucking love posing. Yeah. Oh, that's the reason you want to do oh, it. Yeah. That's the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. I've just developed so much, so much posing gold yep. over my years of doing this that I just want to do it for myself. I come up with moves and I come up with certain things and I give it to clients. I'm like, that client will do really well with this and that yeah. client. And I just give them my stuff that I make up for myself and I never am able to do it myself. Yeah. So I give it to them. Yeah. 
well that's that's why you're a creator it's like that will fit well for that person and yeah and, and fit it in so okay ifbb uh i actually did buy a pair of heels and <laughs> practice a few times did you stack it <laughs> Hey, did you stack it? I didn't stack it. I felt super, super awkward <laughs> and like I didn't know what I was doing at all. Like when we say like I practice a little bit, I maybe practiced like a couple of times and then I moved back from Canada to Australia because I was living in um, quite a well, no, like I was training out of like a well-known bo- uh, bodybuilding gym, Pure Muscle and Fitness in Canada and um, it had a lot of uh, coaches around and people to be able to learn off. And I'd never yeah. really considered it before, but bought the heels, um, practiced a couple of times and it is hard. Like you cannot practice, like if you're not used to it, you cannot practice for long. Like, yeah, you're not motivated as well. When you shoot at something, you don't want to do it. Yeah. Like I don't train carbs because I'm not good at it. Mm. You know what I mean? I ain't just going to go, just, oh, I can't wait to train carbs. <laughs> no, because I'm not good <laughs> at it. shit hurts as like well. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. continue. Yeah, so I just found like I, it just kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> like I was just like my hips, what's going on with my hips? What's going on with my lower back? Like my t- my thoracic rotation was shot. I Were was you like, just sitting wow. there freaking out about like misalignment and you just being like, holy shit, I'm going to create some sort of injury um, here and well, like an imbalance? No, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that, but I was thinking about ways in which that you could potentially, like the things that go into it, the mobility mm. that you need for mm. it. And we spoke a little bit off air about um, your approach to like do the thing and that's going to improve yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I was, I thought was absolutely brilliant. So like you just practice like the mobility, f- like if you just practice the posing, the mobility will kind of come yeah. as well. Because yeah. I, I could see like differences side to side. It wasn't symmetrical. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it was just... It was, it was from, I was just looking at it from a biomechanical standpoint. And I was like, okay, so like, there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. Like there is a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Like sometimes it's neurologically as well. Sometimes your brain just no compute on this side. Oh my sometimes God. Sometimes it's just that as well. I don't know if this was right, but I was taught like a he a toe heel kind of walk. Fuck no. Flat oh. foot walk. Ah, oh, okay. Unless, of course, you can pull off something like that. Yeah. There's no exceptions to the rule. I, I felt like a little that. horse, like, trotting. I was like, how do I... That's a sure way to go clunk, 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 clunk. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. I'm okay. a flat... I just flanned the flat feet. If you go yeah. toe, heel or heel, toe, you're just going to throw everything out. Yeah. But then some people will do walk certain ways that I wouldn't and it, they look really good on them, so I kind of let them go. You know, yeah. and I'm not married to anything. Okay. You know what I mean? I have a bias towards a start a starting point like you create a diet or create a training program you have a bias towards a certain way and Mm. then you move it based on the person yeah you know what I mean but but yeah the biggest question I get asked is mobility for posing it's like my mobility is just shit and it's just like I'm sure it isn't in many ways when it comes to training and that kind of stuff but when it comes to posing it's the fact that your brain does not compute it hasn't gotten into this position before so the best way to get good at it is to do the thing well if you really think about it like and going off your business is called flow like a pro so posing needs to look Mm. flowy yeah it's almost in opposition to training right because training (laughs) is very rigid straight lines and like it's mm. fun right it's it's yin yang yeah see see where i'm going with this 100 percent. back to that energy shit Mm -hmm. differences in this and that yeah, you know what I mean. That contrast. So yep. I have clients that will often train with me and then pose with me after, yep. and I'm just like, so everything we just did, throw that out the window because yeah. we need to do the opposite. Yeah, you know what I mean. No rigidness. 
Yeah. No stiff. You know, it's still, you know, no thinking because I usually want them to kind of like think a lot about what they're feeling and doing and yeah. very intentional with their movements. Yep. And then with posing, I'm just like, don't think. Yeah. Have to smoke a joint, get stoned, come to the posing, <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Just like chill. Just do whatever you can do to not think. Yeah. Because you'll suffer. Analysis paralysis, next minute you cannot get any further than this. You can't think your way into performance. You can't think your way into feeling. Mm. You can't think your way through something that's a feeling-based thing. Yeah. You can't think your way through a relationship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know I mean, so you got at some point you got to feel, hundred percent, and not because like being a pussy with feelings and shit like that, but just you got to feel. You got to use your heart, you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, back to the mobility thing. It's like a easy example of like you know, if you want to get better at the splits, do the splits. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like being able to move rotate your trunk in this direction mm. and you might might be able to but if you try tomorrow you might be able to hold it for two seconds and if you try it again tomorrow you might be able to hold it for 10 seconds then you might be able to inch a little bit further mm. and it's just more like that yeah then because of what you could do as like as athletes we're dieting we're prepping food we're going to the supermarket we're training we're doing our mobility before training we're doing our warm-up we're doing our training we're doing our stretching after we're doing our posing and no one likes posing <laughs> so and then add on mobility drills for the posing on top of that i just think no. it's stupid no you know they're not going to be compliant and yep. i'm more about teaching my girls to do less to get more out of stuff I and not that, yeah. load them with shit to do more isn't better better is better yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah absolutely and even like the way i look at training is like i come from a physio background so no one does their rehab exercises. Yes. And re <laughs> rehab exercises are boring. I get it. So the way I like to do is like sprinkle a little bit of that like rehab into yeah. or like almost like prehab but into the actual programming. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're working your core while you're doing this exercise whereas mm. you don't have to go and do like your separate core work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's even like – Prevention is better than cure, right? What was that? Sorry? Prevention is better than cure. So if you can help yeah. them now, they won't have to need – your help as a physio after you know yeah what I mean? yeah so. exactly and I mean like I, it just was like I don't know like bashing my head up against the brick wall with like the, the type of clientele I was working yeah. with were gen pop sedentary people right and yeah you know if, if you're training like usually you've got the strength and the mobility and things yeah. like that um, discipline to do the stuff exactly well. yeah. exactly so I, I preferred to work with people who actually like go to the coach because then the coach can go to the client and prevent so much more mm. um, from happening with those clients you know if they're the rest of their day is spent at yeah. a desk yeah kind having of that more interactive role as a physio trainer you prefer that yeah definitely yeah, yeah. definitely because the Did coach you get to a point where you felt like you were a script writer with my clients, yes. A hundred percent. You're writing yeah. prescriptions of exercises, but no one actually followed it. Yeah. It's like you've just been given amoxicillin for yeah. a fucking UTI yeah. that you've had. And I was like, we can prevent <laughs> And so then much. no one takes it. <laughs> That's all you do is you literally just prescribe something, you know what I mean? And yeah. if, you've, if you're a bit more person, if you, if you really care about that client, you, you care about your clients, you care about the result, mm. you care about the end result a lot. So you kind of want to inject yourself a bit more into it than just writing something and knowing that they're not going to follow it. Yeah. You know? It gets draining as well because mm. it's like, I want you to get better. Yeah. Like, do you want to keep spending money? Do you want to keep paying yeah. me money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. I actually work. used to want to be a physio, but I didn't for that reason. Yeah. Because I knew that people wouldn't do the stuff. And then well, yeah. I, mostly knowing, I wanted, to st I wanted to do it for the studying of it, mm. not for the result of the job at the end. Yeah. You know, but then I realized I, could, I can study you it can without st it. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 That's actually the story of my life, right? Um, 
I don't like studying. I don't like school. I don't like reading. The conventional form, yeah. Nah, I'm a doer and I'm more of a figure it out in my own kind of a way Mm. along the way it's a strange thing that I've, I've always thought I've I was so different in terms of that like what's wrong with me like why can't I just stick to this or mm-hmm. do this and and I think it's just my natural innate way of intuitively rebelling against needing to do it this way yeah or I don't need a certificate at the end of something I can figure it out yeah. I've got a body I've got a brain I can feel a lot yeah. and I'm very intuitive I can figure shit out well I mean like it's the system that was set up to, to like not. Where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? You know what I mean? Like you know okay, what I mean. Okay, we're going here now. <laughs> Share your thoughts. So like I mean that's that's like the system, right? You go to school and then uh, fuck you, the system. You man. Go, you go to university and it's yeah. like hundred thousand dollars. So you got to go get a job and you got to like work that job until you pay that hex debt off uh you know until you know you work under someone else until you're at a point where maybe you can take a step up and then like you got to like yeah. almost like build your way up there you're constantly striving never present mm. also mm. so many bombs i'm weird <laughs> i'm fucking crazy like that we need to true. we need to like write all these down and be like <laughs> put the renee garner we'll do it we'll do it for i don't i don't question. think any of them are mine to be honest but uh, it's just picked them up somewhere stuck with me <laughs> yeah but what did i say even um you're something always striving yeah always striving present yeah, yeah not present mm. if you're always if you're always striving like and you are like you're gonna go to kindergarten then you're gonna go to grade one then grade two all the way up now we're in high school now we're at high school and we've, there's a rite of passage to get through high school and then we get through that. All right, now we're going to university and if you don't know your future plans right now, there's something wrong with you. Then you go to university for something you don't even like, end up changing your major and changing it to something else and that's what everyone does and no one knows. No one has a clue. Yeah. You're meant to be figuring it out, not have it figured out. Oof. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've always naturally just went, mm, not for me. Yeah. And that is brave. Like that is courageous to have that internal self-belief and self-trust to go like, you know what? I don't have to do it this way. Mm. I can do it the way I can do it my way. I want to do it my way. Once I've kind of like, and it's a work in progress always that I, I used to have to get permission for things. Mm. Like I would have this feeling inside that's like, Oh, you know, I want to do it this way, but like, can I do it that way? That's not the conventional way to do Self-doubt. it. Self-doubt. Where'd that come from though? Um, Is it an obvious thing or do you think it's like a deeper thing? I think it also stems from, you know, the always having that need to please. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, wanting to make my dad proud and yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Because I got praised <laughs> for that. Yeah. Growing up, like, or if I didn't win at something, why didn't you win? Yeah, okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, just always, I guess, I don't know. Is it a search for approval or something? Or people pleasing, you know, like wanting to be liked, wanting to fit in. Um, How do you find that travelled through in terms of like when you started being a physio and you started in that in that area of intellect where everyone thinks they're smarter than everyone else did you feel like you had to you weren't you had to be right and you had to know otherwise you wouldn't publish this it has to be perfect before I publish this video or this content or something like that because you'd hate (sighs) to be 
seen as not smart enough or not good enough in the eyes of people who are highly judgmental? Hmm, that's a tricky one. Before you stopped giving, and then you started like not giving any fucks. Oh, that's a real tricky one because I wonder whether it was the opposite, whether it was like, oh, I've done this degree and now I know everything kind of thing. And then mm. I stepped into a clinic where literally I was told you have to do it like this. Mm. And so then I got into like that way of like, okay, I can't, there's nothing here that I can learn on now. It's like literally this process for like yeah. a client come in, this client's a back, this client's a neck. Like yeah. clients aren't body parts, they're people and there's like, yeah, people but they structured that, that for their business to be streamlined. But it yeah. doesn't mean that you're able to be in intuitive. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And then, yeah, so, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, and then just, yeah, having a little bit more autonomy in the next clinic that I was at. I had a good, like you said, like framework, mm. but I was able to step out of that yeah. a little bit more as well. People should know that they can be intuitive with every fucking thing in their life. Yeah. But then I got like real just like, fuck, is this like, is this literally it? Like I went to school for five years, $100,000 hex debt to be paid like yeah, whatever a year kind of thing. And I was like, nah. Like I, I, I want to do so much more. I want to help more people. I wanna and that's the thing is that a lot of people get out of university with this qualification and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean they're going to stay in that forever. No. So I said two years. Oh, two years, yeah. Two years, yeah. <laughs> but it's like you can still do well and make a lot of money without any of that. A hundred percent. You know, there's certain things yeah. that you need to, to yeah. go to uni for, like, you know, but for the most part, Medical if you can make something of like yourself. That. Yeah, I mean, I get, yeah, coaches coming to me all the time asking me that question. And I don't, I don't say to them, I don't say, I don't think you should do it because here's why, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I say, what do you mm. feel is right for you? People don't know what they feel. Yeah. And that's the hard part is if you don't, if people aren't, aren't tapped into that, what they actually feel, you'll very easily make a fear-based decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when you learn to distrust your own yeah. decisions. And, and I think that's why I fell into physio as well. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I know I loved training. I know I loved um, the body and mm. was super interested in that. And yeah. then it, it just kind of was like a natural progression to go into exercise and sport. And then physio yeah. was like the natural progression from there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, I didn't 100% know. Like, I'm yeah. glad for the journey of yeah. it as well. I'm, yeah. I'm still glad, like, I did that clinical work yeah. and everything like that. Like, it's given me that hands-on experience. Yeah. Um, but just going back to like the permission piece and the self-trust, it's just like, it's led me to where I am now. Yeah. So it's like, once I started trusting that I can make these decisions for myself, it was almost like I had to have that permission first, but now it's like, you know it inside of you. Yeah. You don't yeah. need something or someone to tell you. Yeah. It's okay. And I still catch myself. I'm like, should I do this? Should I do this? Do you still do that with your dad? um not with dad like just with Carl like just like randomly I'm like oh do you think I should do this and he's like he'll say something but then he knows I've said to him before I was like no nah, I should have done this I should have done this kind of thing and he's yeah. like he's like do what you want to do and I'm like okay <laughs> I think <laughs> I know fucking best advice you can ever get from yeah is that. it's like I almost need validation but it's like well no you already know do you, is it, do you think it's that you need validation or do you think that you just trust his lead in, in that moment? Oh, look at you giving me other perspectives. Um, 
Yeah, of course I trust yeah. him. Yeah, I definitely do trust him and I know his he has my best interests at heart. Yeah. As well. So I do I do trust him. But it, it's small stuff. It's not big stuff. Mm. I feel like big stuff I'm very confident in my opinion. But the small stuff yeah. I'm just like what do yeah. you want for dinner? I don't know. Like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, you, as in, you don't know what to, for dinner? Uh, yeah, like stuff like that. Or like, should I get this or should I get this? Or like, it's the small stuff. Yeah. 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 That's funny. And it's when, it, yeah, the back to that whole like, you know, maybe, maybe starting from like needing to like get approval from your dad or whatever it was. I think so much of it comes from our childhood yeah. without even realizing it. And, you know, I was my dad didn't really have much say in stuff because he didn't wasn't as interest wasn't interested didn't mm. say either way so it was kind of neutral I guess which is cool yeah um, but my mum was very um, make anything of yourself Renee I don't care do whatever you want to do so I dropped out of school yeah. I did do year twelve I did set three fitness I started gym instructing when everyone was in year twelve you know what I mean so it's Amazing. like I just kind of went with that and mum yeah. was like all right like I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's one thing. Like, I wish I started on my business quicker, but I also know that that experience has led to yeah, to everything. Not to mention all the life experience you would have had at uni yeah. as well. You know, I didn't get any of that yeah. in terms of, like, interacting. In I mean, <laughs> I spent my uni time, like, doing it online and only going to the courses that I, like, yeah. needed to go, like, the classes yeah. that I needed to go to. Everyone was yeah. a bit younger than me because I had a gap year yeah. to figure it out, what yeah. I actually wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's super interesting how everything kind of does stem from from that because I definitely realized that with my ex, I was trying to do that. I was searching for that validation. I was like, I need to like do well in my business and do well in this and all that sort of stuff to impress him kind mm. of thing. Whereas Carl's just like, look, I love you for who you are, like mm. not what you do, not what you look like, all that sort of stuff, even though he loves it. But and there <laughs> are men out there like that. And so many women believe that there's not. A lot and of you women know what? think I that think men are trash and they're not. They also get the rap of being like too sensitive as, as well. As in men? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, men like that? Yeah, like if they're not, if they're not like that, su- like I guess it's it's that tos- toxic masculinity versus that healthy masculine. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like sometimes it can be viewed as like weak or sensitive or something like that. Yeah. But it's by just, who though? Is it viewed by? It's probably by the toxic women. Exactly. Fuck them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Toxic men can have toxic women. Healthy women can have healthy men. That's all I'm saying about that because it's true. It's like men could be perceived as weak. like imagine a really kind-hearted sweet sweet man that does everything not does everything for you because no one wants that but like yep. does a lot for you and loves you and adores you and then so many people saying that's just weak it's just like but where are you coming where are you seeing that from a place of yeah you know what i mean because that's a fucking gold mine to someone else yeah even if you don't like it you know what i mean yeah yeah and i guess yeah those types of women would be like take advantage of that Mm. as well and then it's a it's a cycle yeah it's like then they're going to be guarded and then they're not going to want to like open up yeah. And, yeah which is fucking fine and i think i think people being guarded is so okay you know how like you get in a relationship and your partner says you don't trust me it's just like hey i'm not got, i'm not straight up just not trusting you because i'm an asshole it's because i've got prior history and i'm just trying to figure it out is it okay yeah you know what i mean no, you should just walk into a relationship and just trust completely. It's just like, fuck off. No, you don't. Yeah. And the other way around. Especially have been hurt like, before. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So it's like letting people have that space to be able to be hurt. 
and maybe a bit defensive. It's just like they can be like that, but if you prove over time that you react well to their hurt, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I can actually trust this person. Whew, I can let my guard down a little bit. That's how it works. Yeah. You don't it's that force safety. your way into someone's guard coming down. Yeah. It's that safety in the nervous system. And like you yeah. said, you can't think it either. It has to be a felt sense. Mm. And that's a hard one as well when it comes to like if you're if your personality is based on logic and re- like very logical and reason. I'm very much like that. I'm a, such a walking contradiction. It's ridiculous. I'm very like very logical and that kind of base, but then I'm very like free and airy fairy and like spiritually kind well, of. Well, it's different parts weird. to yourself. Yeah, like, we're not. That's yeah. our biggest problems that we think we just have to be one way. Yeah, yeah. You can be. Yeah. Anything you want. You can be both. Yeah. And I just knowing when they apply, I suppose. Yeah. And and that's a big thing. Like I've definitely like in the past it's been like I'm indecisive. And it's like, no, I'm not indecisive. I just like to have everything, take my time and make sure I write make the right decision kind of thing. Yeah. Like people will um label or brand you as, as something and it's like no, I can like I can make a decision. Like I mm. can make a huge decision, but it's like the little stuff like that where I'm like looking to Carl like, oh, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? It's just like, it's just like, I don't know. It's like I just I trust you now yeah. to help me make this decision, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think we just want to we just want to put, you know, say I'm a this person or I'm a that person, or if you're politically I'm a this person or I'm a that yeah. person, or if you're why can't you just be neutral and existing and you might float between all of it and that's exactly. fucking okay as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, does it make sense? It's kind of ah. like, I think, I don't like it when people label me a certain way or I act, I've, I'm i okay with people judging me a certain way because you mm. need a health level of judgment to discern who you want to invest your time into or you can't just go around sharing yourself to everyone, right? So I think a healthy level of judgment, even if you want to prejudge someone that's wrong, that's I don't mind that if mm. someone does it to me. Um it's it's when people think that you're or put you in a category of something after knowing you and it's don't label me don't put me in a box as soon as you put me in a box yeah. i am now stuck to that yeah. and i'm now i can't be anything else yeah you know what i mean like sometimes i want to be this way and sometimes i want to be this way yeah yeah it's like you can have both yeah yeah, yeah. you can be strong and you can be feminine yeah perfect example i had this funny thing that i don't know maybe it's not even that weird but we're talking to my partner as well about like about women are women in, in a role, you know, a lot of the time. In a most of the time. <laughs> Be careful what I'm gonna say here. <laughs> is like women are soft and nurturing and, and that kind of stuff. Yep. You know, and men are a bit more organized and, and structured and leading and it's that's that's if someone's like that, if my partner's like that and and in control, I feel I can go and then just float around like a fucking fairy and just be my floaty self. And it's fucking amazing. It's the best dynamic ever. I love it so much. Yeah. And he just lets me be aloof and kind of weird. Yeah. Because I trust that he's going to take, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then what I realized is like, you know, sometimes if we're arguing about something or whatever, he's like, I just need you to be soft with me right now. I need you to be feminine, Renee, and just be softer. But I'm a quite like, yeah, I'm quite direct yeah and he doesn't like that part a bit but then what I realized the other day is that like when you argue with your partner you need to give them what they are 
Yeah. Is that the right way? Is that, is that what I come, the realisation I had? Because he wants me to be soft quite a lot and like, it's okay, baby. Do, 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 do. Uh, you know what I mean? Whereas in reality, I'm the soft one. I'm the one that needs that from you. And you're the stronger, more masculine one. You need more, babe. You need to do it like this. Come on. Seriously. And I realized it's actually the opposite way. Yeah. Men want the softness and stuff like that. It's almost like that, uh, like the love languages. Yes, exactly. It's like you give what you want in return, but it's like you need to give them what they need, not what you want kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Give them what they are, essentially. Yeah. More so. You yeah. know what I mean? That's so <laughs> fucking true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carl and I could be arguing like that. And I'm like, what do you want? Like, I'm offering you solutions here. Like, I've apologized. I've done this, this, and this. What do you want? He's like, I just want you to hug me. And he's like, I just want to hold it. I'm like, Ugh, don't want to do that right now. I but know. Like. I, I re- you know, I don't reject it. I'm just like, <sighs> I'm like, I need time. I'm like, the masculine in you should really just listen to what I'm saying because I can help you out here. I've got <laughs> solutions, you know what I mean? Yeah. But so I've kind of come to this healthy kind of in-between of like hugging him gently and then saying, now, babe, you need to do this. And just kind of like yeah. give, being direct while also making sure he's loved and that kind of stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas yeah. I just need mush. I, you know what I mean? I just need mush. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as Support. one of us steps forward, it's just like ah, diffused. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's like, who's the bigger person? Like, <laughs> he's always the bigger person. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Is he always bigger? Um, <laughs> most of the time, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob always says, like, he goes, "Look, in in arguments, I'm, I'm very happy stubborn. to come forward first because I know you're not going to. I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Just be receptive." And I'm like, "Fair enough." Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's a big thing. It's like yeah. unless it's like something that's like not now. It's like yeah. It's usually open. Yeah, it's either either of us will receive it. Yeah, which is good. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> like, like the different dynamics. Yeah. And like, how much you can yeah. apply it across life. Mm-hmm. It's not just a one thing. It's life. Yeah. You can apply it so much. It's one, you know, like one skill we don't get taught, which we don't get taught a lot of really important skills. We get taught how to be compliant and a good little you know, rule follower. I fucking hate that about about society. Yeah. But what we don't get taught is to the most important skill in life is how to be a good relationship person. How to be so important. a good relationshiper. Yeah. Because like that's <laughs> literally like social connection and, and engagement is literally like the thing that we do all the time. Yeah. Like whether it's with our parents, whether it's with our partner, whether it's with our siblings, whether it's with friends, with its co-workers, like yeah. clients, like it's, there's all different dynamics and I 100% agree like social engagement is the most dysregulating or regulating thing mm. for your nervous system. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's like if we can if we can kind of master the whole relationship thing, then you can copy paste and apply pretty much to other you know relationships that you have and everyone can navigate the world a lot easier you know what I mean doesn't mean you'll like everyone everyone will like you you'll get along you know it doesn't fucking matter yeah but it's just easier to navigate yeah you know what I mean yeah it's a life skill yeah a thousand percent yeah wow some weird shit we've covered today. That that took a that took a really <laughs> awesome turn. I'm so I'm so glad I don't plan these things out because of the things that come up are just incredible, and I love just like having a 
just going off on our tangents and just yeah, yeah. so thank you so much you're so for coming on <laughs> I've been trying to organize it for a bit and yeah I've, I'm just leaving Perth so it's like we've got to get this done um but thank you so much for coming on thank you for your time you're Renee welcome. you have a posing tour coming up tell us a little I bit do. about that so I have a posing tour coming up we'll be covering Sydney Brisbane I believe and Melbourne so that will be in what are we in now May May June that'll be in July July um, tickets will be going on sale very very soon so all you have to do is go to my Instagram Renee Garner underscore IFBB pro um, and just follow me on there for the updates of when those tickets are launched but it's like a fully submersive interactive movement style posing class it ain't a oh, workshop it's like a full day workshop it's intensive so it's, it's not one of gonna those be amazing yeah it's not just like a hop in a lineup and do your turns good job girls it's not like that it's so yeah discovering there's so, gonna so, be so much self-discovery there's gonna be some creative stuff in there yeah and yeah. it'll be just like this conversation all over the shop but fun yeah. and you know what i mean and like you'll learn so much and I just wanted to, you know, when you go to workshops and you spend a lot of money on a good quality workshop, but you don't, you don't, you think it's a good quality one, you get there and all they're doing is giving you bits and pieces and trickles because they really want you to like do more or, mm. or they don't give you quite as much as you'd hoped for. They're quite uh, general. They're not really going in deep to the things you're there for. Yeah. I just wanted this to be a workshop that I can do twice a year that people go, fuck, that was so memorable. That was so fun. I'm going back every single time. Yeah. And that's the goal for that is, is, is that so definitely come if you're if you compete in any federation at all yeah um if you want to compete if you're thinking about it even if you don't it's basically a dance class <laughs> but learning posing while you're dancing it's 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 so much fucking fun so even if you just want to learn how to move it's, it's yeah it's great so even if you're not even if you're not a competitor even if you just competing. want to compete well yeah there's a it's a lot of random weird stuff that we do that's just getting you out of your shell to to make you move more so it's yeah. not I don't want to teach people when they pose. I don't want to teach people to be a step follower. I want to teach you to be a mover. Yeah. And that might even be interesting, like if you're tossing up with the the possibility of competing potentially, or again, if you have clients that are looking to compete. If you're you're a coach and you have clients to compete and and you want them to do well, if you Mm. want them to do really fucking well, send them there. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Because it's like, you know, it's kind of like I explain, like, you know, if you want to learn how to be a singer, right? And you want to be a good singer, mm. you go to a vocal coach, they don't, ta- they don't go, here's some lyrics, follow the lyrics. All right, just, just practice those lyrics every day and you'll get the song. Mm. Yes, you'll memorize the song, mm. but you might sound like shit. Mm. So what they actually do, a really good teacher, well, most of them really, they'll teach you how to increase your range. They'll mm. teach you, they'll notice you're really weak in this range. Let's focus over this part, make you a bit stronger, a bit more in control. All right, you know what I mean? All these different exercises and drills that have got nothing to do with singing a song, but make you a better singer. That's how I work as a posing coach. So I teach you drills to become a better mover then we apply it into a routine and make it more structured. But it's 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 different. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Fun. So um, on her website that she just mentioned as well, I'll pop it in the description as well. And then follow at Renee Garner. Renee Garner underscore I. Underscore I on Instagram. Um, so we obviously have like pose. What I do basically is glute training here in Perth. And then um, – and I've seen those uh those sessions by the way they look killer they're brutal I need to come because they're fucking brutal and it's the same it's the same thing it's like it's mindfulness it's using your mind to be able to do something yeah be rigid but then move it mindfully I've seen the way you coach those girls and you're literally like yeah 
helping them create that that, yeah yeah, literally my muscle connection it's great yeah so i do that in perth and local perth so if you want to train glutes with me we can do that that's really cool um posing online basically and then i'm proposing workshops but then um but then we have um, RGF Transformations here in Perth. We're located at Doherty's Gym in Perth, but we've got an Osborne Park location opening up, and I believe a Joondalup one opening soon as well, um, where we're just ex- expanding and just doing body transformations from there and coaching people this way. There's exactly the things I've covered is basically how we coach our clients because we believe that if they're going to be able to do something as tangible as a fitness goal, they need to be able to navigate themselves. Focusing on more than just training and nutrition. The mindset is super, super important. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome.